Welcome everyone to the Turn In podcast. We have a Monday night special. Um, you might be surprised to see my face. First time this season making my debut. Um, and we've called in a recruit who's been a friend of the show as well for the past while, Kieran Callan. Kieran, how's things? Not a bother, Stefan. Thanks very much for having me once again. No problem at all. Um, full change on the Turn End podcast lineup tonight, just like uh, the Orioles starting lineup as well. What, yes. what was your impressions of the, of the starting yeah. lineup, first of all? Uh, five changes was a bit of a surprise, to be quite honest with you. I, a lot of people, a lot of comments that I got in the press box this evening was that, look, if you ain't broke it, don't fix it. But I suppose in Stephen's eyes, maybe, that he was looking at the fact that a, a quick turnaround is 72 hours between the two games. And let's be honest about it, the game on Friday night was a very high-intensity game because they were playing a side that was quite similar in terms of stature and style of play than than that of Dundalk. So I think this game needed something a little bit different. So fresh legs was definitely needed. And with that, he brought in the five changes. The, I was actually quite looking forward to seeing how Cameron Elias was going to perform up front. I thought that he's definitely something that is going to bring something a little bit different to the side. I think he, he adds a little bit something um, not similar to what we've seen with Patrick Hoban. But I think... Um, Dean, Dean's just after putting in a very funny comment there. So, um, but but all in all, I think um, we're looking at it. Oh, the one thing I would say is that I think another idea that St- that Stephen O'Donnell would have had this evening is that there's a lot of players that have been introduced to the squad this year that not necessarily have had quite the amount of taste of football that they would have liked. I know we're only about three games in, but the more exposure that these players are going to get when it comes to Premier Division football, because for a lot of them, they're coming in from either under 23 or at a different standard of football. They need to get used to the exposure of what this league is about. And to be quite honest with you, Shelburne, that kind of side that you do need to kind of get that, get used to because Damien Duff's side, you know, they're very much on the front foot. They're a very compact side. They're quite aggressive. Um, and they're, they're, they're very kind of, you know, they press very, very high. And I think that that was a good introduction to the league for a lot of players this evening. So all in all, it was, it, I, while it wouldn't have been the most classic of matches, I think uh, 90 plus six minutes when the game was over, then it became a classic. But uh, all in all, Stefan, um, the result was exactly what they wanted. We got a very clinical performance on Friday night, but tonight we got a game which was completely different. We had to come from behind. We had to show a little bit of character and a little bit of doggedness against a very high-pressing side, but a fantastic result. Look, six points. If you if you said you were going to get six points um, last Thursday evening, absolutely would snap the hand off you. Yeah, look, I, I suppose there, could, there would have been a few uh, fingers pointed if if we hadn't have picked up the three points after making so many changes. But um, there was a lot of questions being asked about it. But then there was a few m- rumours going around that there was a virus that sort of rippled through the squad. Mm-hmm. Even maybe Louis Ainsley been been up in hospital or so. But I don't mm-hmm. know if, if uh, those rumours were getting legs or not or whatever. But usually there's some sort of truth in it. So look, maybe there's... Maybe there's a reason behind so many changes. Um, I was sort of thinking it would have been ideal for Ryan O'Kane to come back in, but maybe he's just, you know, bringing him in here and there. So 
like a like it just felt myself that maybe there was probably too much pressure being put on on yep. himself. He he might he he's probably putting that pressure on himself after starting his career so well and everything else that goes with it. But look, it's no harm that he can come in then and he was a different a different option for for Stevie to come off the bench. I suppose just like like you said with um with Elliot up top, he's energetic. Uh, he, he'd be a centre back's nightmare. He was. Mm-hmm. Was running all over Paddy Barrett, and and uh, I suppose he was giving him headaches. He didn't stop even till the, the final whistle. He was running at the corners, and then he sort of, you know, he collapsed at the final whistle. He was probably exhausted, but look, he's put in a tremendous shift. But at one all, I was I was delighted to see him staying on. I was thinking mm-hmm. Huben's coming on here. He's probably going to get whipped off here, but I was delighted to see. Stevie going for it and rightly so like look we're at home we're playing shells um but yeah it was good to see some of the some of the lads getting run outs like Tullock playing playing again straight away mm-hmm. was I thought he was he was very impressive there was a few shouts for man the match but I think he was definitely top of my list for sure some of it some of his runs and even you know playing one twos and different mm-hmm. things like that and then obviously he's, he's picked up the goal again so um what did you th- what did you make of the first goal it was it was pretty it was pretty poor defending wasn't it yeah darley he got the ball kind of nicked off him and jr wilson just broke free of the of the defense and then it just seemed as if he had all the time in the world to place it he was able to round the keeper and then you know although there was defenders rushing back he was able to you know put it past them i think um you know, the changes in defence can be kind of those kind of, they're the kind of questionable thing you always kind of want to settle back for in front of your goalkeeper. But obviously, if needs must, if Louis Ainsley's not feeling well, then, you know, Wazir Williams comes in with a big reputation coming in from Swansea. He has to he has to see what kind of what a metal he has. And I think there's just been maybe just those little moments of loss in communication between himself and Andy Boyle. That'll come in time. You know, but the one thing that I did notice, particularly you spoke about Paddy Barrett there, like in the first half, he was able to spot exactly where certain players were going to be for set pieces and for corner kicks. He knew, obviously, from his experience of playing with the likes of Andy Boyle and things like that, he knew where those players were going to stand and make their run. So he was able to kind of block out the, uh, nullify the, the, the attack in that way. But there was a couple of deliveries from set pieces that were extremely poor this evening. We're not going to gloss over that in any way there was once or twice where we didn't beat the first man it is improving and um, we could see though that when we got the ball in quickly and that there was a kind of that first kind of cross from Dara Leahy and from Archie Davies particularly in the first and second half you know they did cause problems I think if we're kind of waiting for things to set up and you're kind of looking to you know pitch that perfect ball it gives the opposition time to get into position as well so that's something that I think Stevie's going to have to look at that that little bit more quick and zip in in terms of delivering set pieces and even delivering crosses into the area so that it doesn't give the opposition time to settle and to get into places because the likes of Paddy Barrett, I mean, the first time that Andy Boyle got away from Paddy Barrett this evening was when Pat Holborn was on the pitch and it results yeah. in a goal. So, I mean, it's something that we kind of need to look at um, in terms of set piece, set piece play going forward. But... You know, the first goal was a poor concession. Then we had really kind of a, a bit of a wobble for the next little while. There was just kind of half chances for, for Shelburne. It looked like they were going to maybe get nick a second one. And then, 
you know, Jake Moylan had forced an absolutely brilliant save and an Nathan Shepard in the second half, an absolutely excellent dive and save. So, um, I mean, there is kind of still that little bit of frailty, a little bit of communication that needs to happen between the back four. But we have to say, look, we've got Daryl Lee coming back in as well. He's going to be an absolutely fantastic addition, as we know, with left back. He's solid. We know what we get with him. And um, Archie Davis is really coming into that right back position very, very well. So all in all, if you had said to me maybe three or four weeks ago, was I confident in this side? I would have been kind of, you know, there were a lot of questions. But I think these boys are starting to grow in stature. And those two wins are going to be massive confidence boosts for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The one thing that impressed me was uh, Lee's reaction after the concession of the goal. Like, look. He's enough experience and he's uh, what twenty ones international and stuff like that. But still, like you know, to concede the goal so badly like that, you you just be thinking, you know, who could clear you? You're going back towards your own goals. You're in trouble. Like, but he's obviously not got a shirt either. You think he would have would have got a shirt that the man was coming on? But Wilson was on was on him like a light. He, <laughs> he, he read it. He read it well and he got away from him with pace. Like you know, he's. He was one that sort of impressed me for them. I thought he he was solid defensively, and then he got up and then the pitch. But um, he seemed like when he took around Shepard, he seemed like he'd an age just to yeah. pick his spot. I think the two lads are trying to get back onto the line to try and you know clip, hook one off the line. But I think he even scuffed the shot, possibly the bubble in. Like, but you know, it, it didn't look good at halftime. Everything seemed to seemed to be. A bit shaky. I don't think mm-hmm. Williams Williams got a bit of a baptismal of fire. Every time the ball came to him, he he was. I think he was just pretty much indecisive, and he nearly was too laid back. And from what I could see of things, he he was waiting. He was waiting for things to happen, and then you know the shell strikers were anticipating that and could sense he was a wee bit shaky. Yeah. I know he's look. He's coming into a new side, and he's not he's not played with any of the lads before. But you know, sometimes you just have to go and win win your header. And he sort of grew into it a, a little more mm-hmm. in the second half. I I was like look, his distribution from the back was decent. I thought he could play out from the back, but just his decision making in the first half just left us very shaky, and we were unlucky not to concede it one or two more in the first half. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, you also have to remember he's coming from Swansea where he's probably the majority of his football has been played at either, you know, underage or under 23. And Stefan, yeah. you know that the, the, the not necessarily the quality, but the competitiveness that would exist, the pace of the game is 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 not what, what you're expected, you know, over here. I'm not questioning, you know, the, the quality of under 23s football in England because we know that it's of a very high standard, but what we're talking about is that little bit of competitive edge that is expected to play at this level where he came into a game tonight where he was playing against a very high pressing aggressive side i know i said that earlier on but that's that's essentially what shelburne are you know they 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 play with kind of a wee bit of a chip on the shoulder and that's something which he's going to have to get used to in this league is that there's a lot of teams that will press really high on dundalk because they know that they have to kind of fight fire with fire because the one thing I've noticed from particularly from Stephen O'Donnell's sides in the past and now we're with Dundalk is that they love a love a, a counter attack inside. They like to play on the break, and that's something that is kind of trying to be counteracted with a high press. So that's something that 
these players that are coming in to this, you know, the three loanees and the new players that signings that have arrived in, they're all going to have to really kind of understand that that's the kind of the way that this game is played. And it's not the kind of standard that it used to exist maybe 10, 12 years ago. It's it, There's been a quantum leap in the game in this country. And you can only see with the quality of the teams that are, that exist now in this league that, you know, you've got your top two to three and then you've got this kind of middle bit where they're all vying, but the standard has completely jumped up. And I think it's a testament to the league, it's a testament to coaching, it's a testament to players. But these kind of, how would you say, these players that are coming in from England now realise that, you know, it's not a stroll in the park anymore and they're yeah. going to have to really play at a very high standard and a high tempo. Yeah, yeah, look, totally get the the whole standard thing. I don't know if I totally agree on that one, but I think it's a lot more com- competitive, honestly. Yeah. Like, um, there's no give me three three points, like you, like no offense to like the likes of Bray Wanderers, but you know they'd be coming to Oriel Park and we'd be saying, you know, tick that off as we we've seen a couple of seven one wins and different things like that. But even the likes of tonight results, like. You know, Cork going to Talon on Monday night and drawing mm. four all after being, you know, four two up with with about five ten minutes to go and different things like that. But I think the competitiveness, there's definitely, I think the lower teams have sort of closed the gap. Um, yeah, we we seen with UCD, UCD first game of the season, prime example coming and it. Look, I know they've, they've scored a free kick, but looked to a full value for their draw in Oriel Park and yeah. in, in the first night of the season and. And look, I think on their night, anybody can beat anybody in the division, mm. and it's not really, really a big shock anymore. But you know, we're just if, like you said a couple of weeks ago, if you had said, you know, we'd be picking up six points. Although uh, even in Oriel Park, six points uh, in the position we are in, <laughs> you'd be biting your hand off going to going to Derry. You know, just three points behind them now. So. Mm. Do you know, it's it is a it's a difficult it's a difficult game to look towards, but look, it's a it's probably a free shot for us. Nobody's mm. expecting us to go up there and get anything at all. So, look, some of the lads are only after playing, you know, thirty minutes. Who've been only played thirty minutes tonight? He's obviously going to come back in, and you'll have a few others. I'm sure uh, Tullock after getting two goals in two games now is mm. is relishing the the prospect of going up against one of the fancy teams in the league and. You know, really making a name for himself. Absolutely, he's he looks to be an absolutely real fine and a quality player. Um, I'm not too sure what the there's there's a lot of kind of discussions over the length of his current loan contract, whether he's here just till June or that rather he's here till the end of the season. We're not too sure yet, but the only thing I can say is that his stock and his value is going to go through the roof if he keeps performing the way he is he's he looks to be a real real good player he's tricky he's very hard there was a just before the end of the first half he somehow found that just that little inch of space and he was able to get a shot off which Karen saved like that's kind of the little difference in quality that you have between a very good you know a good player and a great player and uh, like he's he's just one of those players but i think you're right though he's going to go up to the brandywell and a hostile atmosphere it's a it's a great but he's going to be playing against a really good quality team with the likes as we all know patrick McElhenney, um michael duffy just to name two 
and then you're talking about you know McJanet and the rest of them. Like he's he's going to relish playing against a team of such good footballing technical quality because he's yeah. going to be able to match like for like. And I think yeah. that'll suit him. And I think it'll also suit the likes of Hoban and things like that because he's going to be able to have his ongoing battle with Mark Connolly, which is which is always great. Like last year, the two of them had a real ding dong in Oriel Park. It was brilliant. Like, but that that shows you though, like Dundalk last year under Stephen, you know, we got some big, big results. And it wouldn't shock me if they get another one. It really, really wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we were drawing one all and he's in tight spaces, Tullock, and he's mm. demanding the ball and he wants it the whole time. And mm-hmm. look, he's probably brimming with confidence getting the, the start he's got. But, you know, will be a test up there for him against, you know, Dunwigan and, and the likes of them boys. So, um, but look, it's one that I'm sure he's really looking forward to. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see now what, what sort of team Stevie, Stevie goes with. And, I suppose a lot boils down to if who's available now at this stage. Yeah. Well, you're just kind of hoping that if there's discussions about this or, or talk about this virus, like that it hasn't kind of gone through the whole team, that maybe it's hit three or four and they'll recover in time and um, they're given the adequate time to kind of recover. But um, you'd, be, you'd be kind of hoping the fact that Louis Anacy might be able to come back in and then... Obviously, as you said, Patrick Coburn's only had like, you know, 30, 20, 25 to 30 minutes. He got his just, you know, was running with his legs and stuff like that. So he'd be absolutely fine. But, you know, everybody be chomping at the bit now that they've gotten the two wins and uh, it looks like they've completely shaken off the Bohemians' defeat and they'll be looking to really take on what potentially, by the way, things are going. Derry looked like they could be one of the one of the two, top two teams looking, vying for the title this year and you know it's it, it's eyeing up like a really really interesting title race because you know Shamrock Rovers drawn the same they haven't had the best of starts I I actually asked the question this evening and I don't know if I'm probably going to get shot in the, in, in the neck from a couple of Rovers fans but could it be possibly a situation that they're feeling a little bit of a hangover from last year's European conquest that constant traveling and playing games and you know just grinding out results before the end of the season are they carrying the knocks is there is there that fatigue that that players experience you know for having such a short kind of end of season um is it very hard after playing such a high intensity for so long to kind of build yourself back up again for a new season are they just a wee bit of a slow burner at the moment so um, that's something to kind of be. It, it's an interesting kind of plot. How is a subplot to this league season? But Derry just seemed to be flying all together, and it, it it could turn out to be just a complete classic battle between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Look, they've got the they've got the upper hand after beating them already. So um, yeah, look, I'd say Derry said he'd be looking to go one better after finishing joint second last year. Um, with a good sell, and obviously we're, we're going to be. Hopefully, we'll be involved as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we we can hang on to the coattails, and then just look. You never know. Um, a lot of people writing us off at relegation candidates after the first two games. So, yeah. <laughs> you, Listen, you, the dog. Have, the dog have never had a strong start to a season. Like, there's always been kind of a, a couple of odd results in the first couple of games, and. Uh, people have swatted away. Sure, we have to remember the first the, the year we won our first league title in twenty under Stephen Kenny in twenty fourteen. We got absolutely spanked up in United Park four one. Like we yeah. played absolutely, we played really really well, but still got hammered. And Sean Gannon, I think, 
somebody described him like Bambi on ice that night and he was he turned out to be one of our best players like that season so I mean it's it's I I think there can be overreactions and knee jerks but I think people are willing to give Stephen time because he's he has waited patiently in the transfer market he didn't go for the the you know, maybe a marquee signing in the league. You know, I don't think there was one. I know for a long time there's been kind of, you know, good players have just swapped between kind of top three, top four sides. That doesn't seem to be happening at the moment. There seems to be kind of a delve into um, the markets a little bit deeper than just Ireland at the moment. And you can see that with Dundalk. You can see that with Rovers. Um, Derry have explored the, the UK and the European market as well. So, I mean, and Sligo as well have have signed kind of internationally as well. So it's it's this kind of thing now that we're we're adding different players from different countries, which is which is better for the league. But it just shows you that um, maybe I'm not saying the quality isn't in the league anymore. What I'm trying to say is that if you're looking for that little bit of extra spark, you have to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think the it's it's the net sort of been widened a wee bit, mm. whereas you know years ago it would have been exotic to bring someone in from outside of the league but look some of the the best young talents like kenny was a master you know spotting mm. spotting these players from a couple of the seasons back bringing them in for a season and then did hit did, did really start rolling when they got used to the dogs play but a lot of them players the likes of dawson the boy and different things like that like they've they've gone to the uk and obviously mm. Tested, tested the feet in there, but look, I suppose that's a wider discussion for uh, for uh, for another day. And um, obviously, there was a bit of uh, a bit of a incident at the end of the match. Did you have <laughs> Did you have a bird's eye view? And what can you tell us? Because when I was in the turn end, I was trying to. I actually, I don't know why. I just seen Robbie Benson running towards the the center circle where where Elliot was sort of panned mm. out nearly passed out with exhaustion i'd imagine but i seen him running towards it heard a bit of noise and then seen benson doing the u-turn and, and darting for the bench and i was thinking what's going on here and i looked up and i stood up among the seats and there was about 40 people just in a big in a big scrum so i'd love to pull the arson wenger line and say i didn't see it but the fact is i did you know I, I was just about to file my final report. I looked up and all I saw was just the two benches had converged. It seems that um, either words were spoken or something was 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 said between the two benches and somebody took exception to it. The, the, the one thing that I did notice was that unlike previous, like, look, Stefan, you've been involved in football. I've been involved. I'm involved in sport as well. Like, you know, th these things are... I wouldn't say they're an uncommon occurrence, but they do happen. Like there, but it usually disperses kind of fairly quickly. You know, yeah. things are said for about two to three minutes, and you move on. This seemed to go on for a little bit more longer than usual. Um, it seems that there was a very kind of aggressive point from both sides. Now I don't know who I can say who were the aggressors in this because. Um, I don't want to get myself sued, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's very evident that one bench was more aggrieved than the other. And it resulted in, in this kind of very aggressive, um, reaction. um, reaction is the best way to describe it. Dundalk Stewart's had to get involved to try and split the two groups. Um, I know that, you know, 
um, certain players tried to row in to try and, you know, kind of break things up and ended up being kind of pushed back out again. It seems that it was uh, the two technical teams or, you know, dare I say, one kind of very heavy-handed from one technical team. Um, it's, it's an odd thing to see at this stage, you know, at this stage of the season. Now, look, there wasn't really anything in the game to turn around and say that would warrant this kind of massive reaction. I could understand if there was a situation that there was a penalty call in the 96th minute and the referee waved it away. Um, I think Damien Duff has already commented, according to Between the Stripes, that he wasn't happy with uh, the goal being disallowed. Um, look, he was offside. Referee had his flag up. He was offside. He was behind the player when the pass was made. I had a very good view of it. So that's that's the end of the discussion from my viewpoint and my interpretation of it. Um, but for that disallowed goal to warrant that kind of reaction is simply the the you know it's like how you say the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Well, the well the reaction doesn't fit the incident, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm I'm a little bit perturbed at how. Uh, you know something like that re- resulted in such a such a big reaction but you know that's down to management as well and management have to control those situations so you know depending on the referee's report what's going to be said in relation to it um it will have a very big but there could be implications on both sides for this yeah. and i think both clubs kind of have to come out and and realize and now the only thing I'm going to say, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, um, was Greg Slogger's reaction. He kind of diffused the situation nearly by absolutely going book mad in front of the stand and the whole attention was taken away. I just see Frank Carlin, um, you know, Duff came over to the Dundalk, Dundalk FC dugout and confronted some of the Dundalk FC players. It kicked off and then he tried to slip down the, uh, down the dugout but was stopped by the referee. It kick up, kicked off again down the tunnel. Now, um, that's that's Frank's interpretation and viewpoint. I could only see at the time that I kind of darted up my eyes. All I can see was the Dundalk FC. You know, the two ben- the two benches really kind of converged. So I kind of missed the initial kind of how to say spark of the match, so to speak. So I can't. So thanks for Frank for that. But the one thing I will say was that I had finished my video report with final whistle.ie this evening. And there was still kind of stewards floating around and there still seemed to be kind of very aggressive discussions. You're talking 10, 15 minutes post-match. At that stage, you should be moved on, way moved on at that yeah. stage. So I, I don't I, know. Just on, on that one, I think Duff sort of creates a narrative where, you know, everyone's against them and, mm, you know, yeah. they don't get these decisions. And look, maybe that works for team that he's he's trying to motivate teams and 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 different things like that and you know he's probably trying to create a siege mentality where his players mm. think you know and and look i've been involved in teams like that and you know it sort of gives you another extra percentage that you might not have mm. thought you had at times so look if if he goes along with that it just it's creating controversy every every uh, <laughs> every single match and look maybe it's good for the league and he's a he's a massive name and what he's done what what he's done in football and scoring at world cups like you know a couple of us will whisker away from doing that as well but mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but look you know it's 
it's it's another talking point that maybe he's trying to deflect away from 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 the result as well from his team take the heat off his team do you know we don't, you don't know what it, what he's thinking about it is it is kind of a Mourinho ta- Mourinho was a master at that where he yeah. would kind of create an aura around him and just let his players play but you know Dam- Damien is a is a fantastic personality to have that you need people like that I I'm going to be quite honest with you I'd love to see Roddy Collins in one dugout and Damien Duff in the other I say that would be an absolute brilliant ding dong but look I, I think um you know while it's all brilliant and we all love it was well did, did tonight warrant that I don't think so yeah, yeah and I think uh I I I don't think the 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 reaction was was necessarily needed but you know, if I was the Shelburne board of management, you know, they'd have to look very, very closely at that incident and see that, and hopefully that kind of makes sure that that kind of doesn't happen again. Because the problem is, you know, you talk about reputations and things like that. You want to have a reputation of being tough on the pitch to beat. You don't want a reputation for being sore losers off it because that's the way it could come across. Yeah. And look, a few, a few people have, have said to me that it might have been sparked by one of the Dundalk subs at the end of the game, and look, it could be hearsay as well, and it could be just mm. you know winding Duff up to get to get his reaction as well. And look, like like we said, we 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 haven't but, really seen it to no. be honest. So, mm. um, look, but uh, Damien Duff, in fairness, has been a professional footballer in the Premier League. Like you know, he should know better. Like that's another thing. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know. Maybe I, th- I, suppose... think, I think you worried a while when you said he should know better. So uh, <laughs> look, I think we I think we've taken enough time talking about yeah. stuff anyway. So um just looking a small bit ahead towards yeah. the, the season, I suppose, Kieran. Um are you sort of happy with the place we're sure that we've got to now? Mm-hmm. Probably oh, would, yeah. probably probably would have been a different conversation after the Bose game if we had brought you in then, but are you happy with how it's gone so far? Uh, I wasn't necessary. I think I, I, I try not to be too harsh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a ray of positivity. I'm only joking. Uh, no, look, I, I suppose the, I suppose the one thing that, like, I always kind of knew because of the fact that the signings are coming in late that we were necessarily they didn't get a full preseason under each other, and I always kind of thought that. You know these games are only get better. I felt that you know I remember listening to you on the podcast for the UCD game, and I wasn't at the game itself. Um, I was watching on LOI TV, and it was very like it's a very difficult game. And you know when you when you hear the words UCD, you kind of go, oh, God. you know, it's not something to get yourself. To, you know, you've spoken about it. Like it's it's not hard to get yourself kind of you know motivated for that. But the Bulls game was a completely, I think it was a bit of a culture shock because Bows have really created something special up in Daily Mount. You're talking five and a half thousand people. I think there was 550 from Dundalk. They've completely changed the structure of how their stadium is now. You've got the Jody stand, which is completely full right in front of you. And you've got a, you know, a singing section behind, and then you've got the goal, the, the part behind the goal, the old kind of away end for Dundalk fans or, or whatever opposition. They've really made something of the place and it's become going to become a very very difficult place to go to also bows have been doc have played really well against bows under keith long and i think Declan divine has brought a bit of steel and a bit of grit to them and i think it was a bit of a culture shock for them 
I don't think they were kind of up and running as much as they would have wanted to have been. And then Bowes just came and they had had a great preseason underneath them. They've got a very settled side. Declan Devine's a great man motivator and they were just blown away. And you kind of thought they were going to really, really struggle. And uh, I was very, very fearful going into the Pats match because I thought on paper, Pats have really signed well. They've recruited very, very well. Tim Clancy's a good, dynamic, good, good young manager. And Dundalk just blew them apart. And the reason being was that they probably had three weeks then under their belts where they were kind of working together and working under what Stephen wanted and his philosophy. And I think it just clicked. And I think the Pats game showed what they can do when they're expressive. And I think tonight showed of what they can do when their backs are against the wall. And that's something that this Dundalk side has always kind of been very traditional about is that you can grind out when you need to grind it out and you can be flamboyant when you need to be. And it's it's about, you know, being those kind of sides and they can be diverse in that regard. I'm I'm very, very happy. Like, But as is always the case, I, I don't kind of make a big judgment until about after 10 games. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to be like against Derry City, who are the, you know, the, the, the big side to look out for this season. Shamrock Rovers. And dare I say it, their old rivals, Cork City, because they love a trip to Turner's Cross. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they get on against um, those kind of sides for different reasons. And um, we'll see how we get on. I'm I'm thinking this season is not going to be as bad or as fearful as as what, what people would have initially thought. Yeah, yeah. And look, we'll we'll have to get you in after the 11th game then to get, to get your proper prediction. Yeah. Um yeah, just look, we won't we won't hang about too long. It's about it's about Tuesday now at this stage. So um <laughs> I like uh, school in the morning, so I like school in the morning one more. But um look, you know, just going on tonight, um mm-hmm. who sort of stood out for you and then just give us your man the match then as well, if you have one. Uh, uh, I, I... Greg Saga got man of the match. I thought he put in an absolutely excellent performance. I think he's really grown into he spoke in the press um, before the season started that he's become kind of one of the leaders in the side. I think that that's very evident. I think um, he's he's really turned into an, an, an unbelievable player for Nundalk and I think every year he's just getting better and better but I think Stephen's getting the best out of him and I think that that's been really, really important for his development. Um, Ryan Tullock, look, he's, he's, he's going to be a star and I think that that's something that... Um, I think the big difference between maybe himself and Stephen Bradley from last year, I think he's just a lot trickier to deal with. And I think he's a little bit bigger and more aggressive, which will will really help Dundalk. I thought Andy Boyle was superb this evening. I think Andy Boyle's come back in this season and he's just looked, you know, he's looking like he's really back to, you know, the kind of the Andy Boyle that we became to love and know over the past couple of years. I think, you know, the knee operation that he had last season kind of, stunted his kind of development not development but he he didn't get a proper pre-season under him so he was a little bit behind the whole time i think he's had a proper pre-season underneath him i think um he's hitting that kind of that bell curve when it comes to your peak years he's at 32 tomorrow but i think he's just really really grown in stature once again he's really shown his worth and yeah i think andy boyle was my man of the match this evening i thought he was excellent yeah look i think the three lads you mentioned probably were that well, you know, they weren't probably they were definitely in my top three as well. I probably had them in different order. 
Um, I thought with Tullock getting the goal and just just how he was playing, you know, demanding the ball, getting us forward. He was always positive. He was playing one twos round round people and. You know, just even his turn at the end and creating chances out of nothing, sort of just had him ahead. Um, look, Greg Saugus again. You know, he, you know, you talk about consistent players, but now mm-hmm. he's, you know, usually consistent players. You say, oh, you know, he's a seven out of ten every week, and you know, he never drops below that. He might be the best player on the pitch, but he's actually probably overperforming on that. Not overperforming, but he's performing above that every single week now. So. Like you said, he's he's one of the leaders of the team, and and like Boyle, you know, they're sort of they've sort of. I do look. I'm no doubt they would have got the got everyone together and Huben as well, and got the boys together and just you know down the business. And once once the first win came, and it was a massive win against Pats, I'm sure they drove on. Uh, Boyle getting his goal as well. Um, mm-hmm. was a fantastic corner from Mali straight in the danger zone, and there must have been. There must have been about 18 players in the six-hour box. But <laughs> it's obviously some, something they've worked on. It was probably yeah. the, the first good corner to put in, and Boyle got his head on it. Uh, but, yeah, look, it was probably a toss of a, toss of a coin, a three-sided coin between between mm-hmm. them. I, I would have went with Tullock, but um, you've you've gone Boyle, Tullock, so uh, I don't know. It seems to be very much a split in the comments this evening between the three of them. Um, yeah. A lot of people were very impressed with, with, with Boyle and with Tullock and, 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 and also with Greg. So it's a, it's one of those nights. Yeah, hang on. I'm just going to go through. But it, shows that, through. but it shows, though, that like even with Friday night, just to kind of, you know, you had five different, five different scores there on Friday night. And there again, we have Andy Boyle coming in with another goal. So that was kind of always a staple. And I'm not going to harp on about the Stephen Kenny, but that was one of those things that the goals could come from anywhere. That kind of seems to be now creeping into the dark side as well, that you know goals are going to be coming from different players, which means that there's not that kind of predictability that we're, they're just relying on Hooven or Bradley or one or A and other. You know? So that in itself is going to be a different dynamic to the dark side this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, and look, you know, it'll be hot. It's look, I'm not gonna go with Boyle or I'm not gonna go with uh, Tullock because the two of us picked him. So yeah. I'll have to go with someone from someone that's picked Sloggett, uh, Johnny, Johnny Lynch. Ah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Another all that, and look, you can't really argue with that either. No, all no. action display. He drove forward. He was closing people down. He was nicking balls. He was mm. passing. He was tackling. He had it one clear in the in the dying seconds to to make sure we we got the three points over the line. So, Johnny, you've just secured yourself a pizza at Tony's Pizzeria. Well, Hi, done. Johnny. Good, well done. Good pick. Good pick. Um, yeah, and look, it's good that we've a couple of people to mention for man the match. Uh, sometimes you can go on and you're you're, oh, struggling, to, you're struggling to get on. So, uh, yeah, look. Thanks very much for coming on, Kieran. It was a it was a pleasure as always chatting to you. Okay. Uh, you got you got the bird's eye view of the match, and obviously <laughs> you've, you've, you've done your report, so we'll be we'll be reading it to make sure it matches up with what you said tonight. Absolutely, given- it's all it's always full of praise anyway. So, um, there's you know it's 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 never usually uh like I mean yeah, I've been with final whistle for two seasons now. The first season was quite difficult because. 
it was in the middle of the whole um, transition period between Pete 6 1.0 and Pete 6 2.0. So um, things have been a lot easier to write over the past couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's nice to, well, I suppose you had probably a bit of talking to do off the pitch as well, but it's mm. nice to be talking, <laughs> talking about the, the football side of things as well. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 no fair play. It's, it's great to get, get someone with your knowledge on as well. Thanks very much. Yeah, no worries. We're going to wrap it up. Do you want to give us yep. the final word before we wrap it? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no Tullock, no party. That's this year. <laughs>